And we're on. All right. Dad Gab is on. Well, not on the air, but it's on podcast. Thanks for listening with us today. Uh, we appreciate it. Anytime you want to hear us, you can go to dadgab.podbean.com, which I assume you have already because that's the only place this is uploaded at the moment. I am Luck. I am one of your co-hosts here today, along with... Yeah, we'll go by Mike. Mike sounds like a good, nice, even easy name to remember. Here I am. <laughs> and we are calling this our pilot episode. Um, and we're calling it the pilot because who knows what's going to happen today. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Hopefully somebody uh, picks up the pilot and uh, we get at least a second shot this. I mean, we definitely don't want the Seinfeld, right? Where you film it, go through it, and then you screw up the negotiations. Yeah, yeah let's, uh, let's not do that. All right, so whatever we're offered, we'll take. <laughs> yes, accurate. So, uh, if I may interject for a minute here, obviously, I think one of the main topics that we will probably on throughout the, the time of this is sports, and we probably picked the worst time of the year to start. Uh, the NBA Finals are over. There is free agency hasn't exactly started yet. There's no football. There's no hockey. Uh, so it's pretty much just baseball and nothing else right now. That's because we're awesome. Yeah, great timing. Um, so I thought maybe we should do a little bit of an origin story. Like you and I have been friends for many years, um, but I thought you know maybe to somebody who doesn't understand the whole backstory now might be a good time. Yeah, yeah, um, man. Let's. Um, how long have we known each other? Well, that's an interesting question because I'm terrible at years, and we all know that you're better with dates and times than I am. I believe. We're looking at maybe fifth or sixth grade. Um, I moved to your school in the middle of sixth grade, but okay. I'm not sure we met that year. I no. And I could be completely wrong. Uh, well, here, I just gave you props on knowing about times and dates, and you flubbed the first one. Excellent. Um, <laughs> well, I can, I can tell you for sure seventh grade. Okay. And I feel like that is like the point of the second three-peat of the Chicago Bulls, right? Um, let's think. Seventh grade, 95-ish, right as they were getting going, yeah. Right. So I think you know, certainly being where we are located, the Bulls, Michael Jordan, a big deal for everybody. And I think sports was a nice, easy way for you and I to connect right off the bat. Um, you, as a, as a diehard Bulls fan at that point, me uh, – having my heart broken yearly as a New York Knicks fan. And that continues um, to this day. It sure. Yes, it sure does. Um, I can't wait for them to strike out in free agency again. That's really going to happen. Hey, 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 um, don't spoil an upcoming segment. Sorry. Sorry. I think, so obviously I think we initially bonded over sports. Um, also you as a Cardinal fan, me as a Cub fan, um, you know, there's that natural thing there too. We play basketball against each other and, and with each other many times. And I feel like the podcast is kind of the evolution of, you know, playground conversations in, in junior high to late night conversations over video games in high school to bar conversations in our twenties. And since then, you know, we're going to so, leave, we're going to leave it on that since then. Yeah. Right, right. But I feel like that's, this is just kind of a, you know, a continuation of, of all of that from the very beginning. You know, as I'm calculating in my head right now, um, I I think it's going on 23 years. Okay, I, yeah. 20, that's a long time. It, it is. I will I will accept your math because, as already discussed, I am not great with that. So, deal. <laughs> um, in terms of what we're looking for or what you can expect on this podcast. Um, you're going to get a little bit of everything um, from sports to uh, different types of new beers that are being tried to kids, family, all kinds of fun stuff, whatever we come up with that week. We are hoping to record this on Sunday and assuming that um, – <laughs> all the technology works, it should be uploaded every Sunday night. So perfect for your Monday commute or Monday of you staring at blankly at your computer in the office, hoping that the day gets over. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's absolutely right. Is it weird if I listen to my own podcast on a Monday morning? Is that weird? Can I do that? No, 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 please do. It, it increases the viewer or the uh, listenership. <laughs> Great. Yeah. And uh, I think you touched on something here. We are both now fathers, um, you know, and that is obviously a part that is played into the name of the show and something that we will talk about at some point. I think, you know, as a teenager or a kid, I spent hours pouring over box scores and, and, you know, watching sports center and memorizing stats and things that I don't have time to do anymore. So unfortunately there's a bit of a dad angle to a lot of this, which is, you know, back in my day, or there's only so much that I can kind of digest now. So maybe it's not quite as in depth as it used to be, but I think, uh, having a bit of a, a, a dad perspective might be unique perhaps. Yeah. I think, um, it's going to be, Lights on the stats, heavy on the analysis, if that makes sense. Um, it's going to be based upon our perceptions of what we've seen. And I feel like, you know, we're we're both kind of sports nuts and have been the majority of our life. So we've seen quite a bit enough to give, I would say, fairly accurate analysis. Yeah, absolutely. Um, to that point there are certain sports that do not speak to me at all um so i feel like now is a fair time to bring that up and at some point i think maybe we'll have other dads uh come in and weigh in on some of those subjects i will gladly bow out for any uh nfl conversation i understand that that is uh strange as a you know a guy growing up here in uh, the united states american there it is yes thank you uh yeah i want no part of it i'm not interested in it um so that I know that you're an NFL guy. I know you're a football guy. Um, we can. I'll gladly tag out for some of those, or play moderator, or maybe just drink in the background. I don't know. That'll be a good time for me to discuss any of the beers. That that could be good. I mean, show rules are we're drinking while recording this, correct? Uh, is it because? <laughs> uh, and now, now I'm disappointed. Enough. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. What, okay, then. So then, what are you drinking? Since I I feel like you brought that up. I, I've just got a I've just got a, a nice um, sunset wheat. Okay. That's uh, who's that? Is that is that, li- is that lining Uh Just okay. Go got it. I keep it. Is that the one that tastes like yes, uh, yes. Fruit Loops or Fruity Pebbles? Um, uh, I don't know what you're talking. Ah oh, man, it's somebody said that it tastes like cereal milk. Of uh, maybe that's Berry Wise. I don't know. That's not my style. It would it would probably be better ice. right? Your style's yes. more dark uh, beers that you know that are completely thick, syrupy, and require I don't know extra liquid to even swallow. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a perfectly perfectly <laughs> summarized. Um, to be fair, I have started to venture out into the IPA land recently, more so than I used. Um, I think my initial problem was at some point IPAs became a big thing and everybody made one. And so there was a lot of junk out there. And now that I feel like the trends have moved, I think there's a lot of stores out right now that's what's trending. Um, I think only, only good places are keeping their IPAs or keeping their best IPAs. And so you're starting to see more of those that I think are actually really good beers. And so that's, um, you know, look, I love stouts. I want the high volume of uh, alcohol. I want the coffee, the chocolate, I want all that. That's kind of hard to do when it's 90 degrees. It's really hot right now. And uh, it is it is sweltering. So we had a, I had a coaching thing all day outside yesterday. And from from we started at seven till we were done at two thirty. And it, it was sweltering yesterday. And today it is even hotter. Um, I have a nice raccoon-like sunglass burn on my face. <laughs> but, I mean, I like summer, but I would just wish that it would have uh, gradually gotten to summer rather than just smack us in the face for the past yeah. three days. Yeah, and apparently for the next couple as well, at least. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, don't, I don't do well in heat. I don't want any part of it most of the time. I am, uh, I'm not built for this. So, but anyway, the point is, when it's an IPA, and so... We'll, uh, we'll discuss that at some point. Absolutely. Um, any other intro things you want to get to? Uh, we, we've introduced, we, we love sports. We have kids. We've known each other for longer than we like to admit how old we are. Um, and that 
we are just kind of being, we're kind of eclectic. There'll be, I am assuming there will also be some movies thrown in as we both yeah. have experienced in the, we'll call it in the movie industry. And yeah, a little bit in the movie industry. Absolutely. You mean film, film industry. You are correct. You are correct. Film industry. Um, and then uh, throw, there'll be some music, I assume as well in there um, as I know you've given up on listening to new music, but I still dabble. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, I have. I've officially like it's a really sad point. Like I'd like to tell you that I'm still searching for new good music, but I'm not. So I've now reached that age where like music was only good when I was a kid, kind of thing. So yeah, that's a little disappointing. Um, if you've got things you want to try and point out to me, we'll we'll give that a shot, and then I can. Y'all get off my lawn and back in my day and tell you how much our stuff was better than what's coming out now. Well, I mean, I appreciate the old stuff too, but I mean, lately, I guess lately I've been on a little hailstorm kick, which you're still familiar with. So. Yeah, uh, I'm, I, I think they're very hit or miss for me. Um, look, musically, I like them a lot. I think as a band, I think they're very, I think they're very tight. I think the, I like the guitar solos. Obviously, as a guitar player, I like, I like the the tone of everything. I like Lizzie as a singer. I think as a singer, she's fantastic. But lyrically, it gets a little goofy from time to time. It's um, there's they use just a tad bit of innuendo in all of their songs. Yeah, and like, like sometimes it's a bit much. Like what? Are, like come on! Like you don't you don't need to beat me over the head with it. Like <laughs> does every song needs to be love bites? And so do I. Like. Eh. Like that, uh, I mean, can we, can we, like, you guys are good. You've got, I know you have to have more to say than that, but that's my beef with Hailstorm. I, I, I can't argue with you on that. All right. Um, so yeah, I mean, everything is just going to, we're going to kind of take it week by week. Uh, we expect to have one podcast out per podcast out per week, and I will try to attempt to talk better. <laughs> um, it must be the sunset wheat it's getting to you already. <laughs> oh man i well i actually gave up beer for three weeks ish why to, what, what what went wrong what uh, do we do we need are we getting into something heavy right here what's happening why did would you do that no well i, I was just i was i you know i i having some some uh knee issues and and i didn't really feel like you know drinking beer while i was having some you know body issues where I couldn't walk correctly. And um, I just was like, well, you know, it you know, probably give up beer for a little while. So it could be affected me. You are correct. No uh, question. Did you lose weight then when you stopped drinking for a bit? Um, or did you just I, replace it with more carbs and cheese? Cause I know you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're correct. Um, yep. Yep. So, uh, well, I couldn't go outside and work out. <laughs> that was the problem. <laughs> oh, so it was just a balance. And so like you ate or you drank less, but then you moved less. So it's just a wash. Is that what I'm hearing? I, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Good. But I, I've, uh, I'm back on the wagon <laughs> of drinking. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay. Um, so anyways, uh, yeah, that was kind of a fun segment. Yeah. Uh, that's our little introduction. You'll, you'll get to know us a little more as we go along. Um, we'll share, stories about life and family and there will be hopefully some guests who are will i hope are listening to this right now that don't know they're <laughs> yes, going to be guests. absolutely and we'll have our nfl experts and our curmudgeon life <laughs> experts and i know who our, that is already excellent <laughs> and our oh. technical wizard um hopefully uh, every now and then we can get everybody on the show. Um, and then also maybe do some special one-off shows, uh, maybe traveling. Um, we'll see where everything takes us. Yes. I absolutely, uh, love the idea of doing this on location. If we can find a place that it makes sense. Um, you know, we are obviously not in the same city anymore, which sucks. But uh, I think both yours and mine have places where we can hole up and uh, drink and see how sloppy we can get and still make a coherent podcast. Oh, man, I I, I don't. That's got to. Mm, I'm just thinking about that right now. And that sounds so much fun. Right. Um, 
obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot out Rodell as a, as an early one in in Peoria. They are one of my favorite breweries. Hopefully somebody from them is uh, listening. Please uh, give us free beer and let us come hang out and uh, do a podcast there. That's uh, that's my that's my pitch on uh, day one. Rodell, make it out. You know what? I'm willing to throw it out there for any place in central Illinois that would like to have us come do a bot- podcast at their bar and give us free alcohol. We will <laughs> yeah, be there. You know what? We'll even we'll even pay for our alcohol, I guess, if we have to. Listen, as long as you give us a corner where we can hang out and, uh, you know, I can't go up to the bar and get new drinks. I don't have a pause button here. So maybe we just make sure we have somebody who keeps it flowing. I'll even call that good enough to start. You know what? I'm with you on that. <laughs> and on that, let's move on. Yeah. Yes, sir. Keep it moving. So we're at the halfway mark of the MLB season. What's your thoughts? All right. So first I have to lead off with a very, uh, with a bit of a disclaimer. I don't fully start paying attention to baseball until the NBA season is over. I'm an NBA guy at heart. Um, I love baseball as well, but obviously at the end of the NBA season, that's more important than April, May, maybe even a little bit of early June of baseball. So I've only recently kind of, fully focused on baseball. Um, I guess also now is a good time for me to admit that I have a weird, uh, obviously I'm a Cubs fan, but I'm also a Yankees fan. And yeah, we call that, that not a true fan, but yeah. Regardless. Okay. Thank you. I, I know that uh, I'm going to try and justify that here if I can. Um, my dad was a Brooklyn Dodger fan. And when they left, it kind of broke his heart. Sorry, dad, if I'm sharing something I shouldn't. Um, and so, but, with a little bit of New York bias, I think at some point a little bit of love of the Yankees came in. Um, so every year my hope is for a Cubs and a Yankees World Series. Those are the two teams that I'm paying the most attention to. Um, but generally speaking, it's a little more NL Central just because the Cubs are on my TV pretty much every day. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm NL Central heavy as well. I'm a lifelong Cardinals fanatic. Um, but I also like to think of myself more than just a one team fan. Um, clearly I favor one team, but I'm would like to consider myself overall just an, an astute baseball fan and not a complete homer on everything. Yeah. I, and difficult for that is to, for me to agree with you because I want to call you a homer when you make good Cardinal points. Um, that is correct. You are, in my opinion, a great baseball mind. Um, so me, of course, but, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I guess I should. Well, I mean, in our, our background, so uh, one of our passions in college since we had uh, no social life was <laughs> we would we Thanks. would play the um, I think we'd play on the X, the old Xbox first. Right. Yes. Uh, yep. The original Xbox, we would play the old MVP baseball games and we would become the GMs. And we would take over the teams and trade players and sign players and win World Series and bankrupt said teams. No, usually. no, we won. But listen, that brings up an interesting point because video games are this whole other animal. They're kind of based on potential and stuff. Do you have anybody that you remember that we used to draft or try and pick up all the time because we thought, man, this guy was going to turn into something because they did in the video games who never panned out in real life. You got any of those? Um, Steven Drew. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, he was. I did. He, I'm, I think he made a few All Star games, but he in the in the game he became a Hall of Famer. Yeah, um, I feel like uh, Grady Sizemore was one of those. Now yes. he got injured a lot, yes. so that may not really necessarily be his fault. But I feel like he was one of those guys that as soon as we could pick him up on a cheap deal because he was a young player, we would because we knew he got good in the video games eventually. <laughs> right, you played enough and you figure out, oh, this guy gets good, this guy doesn't. Right. And then you start picking up those guys. Uh, one guy who did, who doesn't get the, who did pan out, just didn't get the attention is Felix Hernandez. Yeah. I mean, we, we drafted him every time and he had a great career, but his teams were always terrible. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think he's actually one of those ones that wound up better in real, even than he did in the video games. It's just interesting how it happens. I think Zach Duke was another one of those guys used to have, and uh, he wound up being a middle reliever at best. Yes. Um, yeah, but it was funny. Every year we had a list of Carl Crawford, 
who just got paid like he was really good, but never actually got really good. <laughs> I think we just had a we had a long yep, good job. we had a laundry list of hey, guys. Hey. Ah, good job, listen. Theo, on that one. <laughs> you, what are you I'm sorry. You do you want to go there with Theo? <laughs> I mean, listen. <laughs> What? What? So even in the best GMs, they screw up, right? So, okay. Sure, but you know not... what? You're you're allowed. You're allowed a Carl Crawford, and uh, probably a Hugh Darvish. Um, <laughs> when you when you break, you know, eighty something and a hundred and something year old streaks, like you know, you can you can have a you can have a few swings and misses there. Okay, but don't sign the guy and then leave a year after. Well, he did to come over here and help the Cubs win, so I don't care what he did to Boston. In fact, as a Yankee fan, it makes me happy. <laughs> uh, did you watch the London series at all? I had some on this morning um, when I woke up. Look, the kid basically, my daughter's name is Eve. I suppose that's a good time to announce that. I call her the kid quite a bit. Um, she t- she monopolizes the TV. Whether she's watching it or not, she gets real mad if I put on something else. She can be playing with Barbies, and I try and sneak onto baseball. And no, they... Um, but uh, I had some morning and I watched some of that. I saw the, the the football score of yesterday's game, which is insane. Yeah, did you see the first inning? Uh, it was uh, six six runs each. Yeah. yeah. Um, what a mess. I mean, I assume some of that's got to be jet lag, obviously, and just time zones and flights and stuff. But man, like that's like the Yankees are one of the best teams in, in the American League, and the Red Sox are underperforming, but they're still good and. To, you know, to put up that kind of game, it's a little, uh, little, little weird. Well, right now I'm looking at the standing. So you know, the Yankees are 53 and 28. Boston's 44 and 39. That's updated as of now. Um, Yankees won today, didn't they? Uh, yeah, I they, the, they a, a lot of run, a lot of runs again today too. Yeah, um, it's kind of interesting how. I'm looking at the standings right now, and it to me, just my overall perception is the Yankees are – I'm sorry, not the Yankees. The AL is have and have-nots Yeah, because uh, there are some terrible teams I'm looking at in the AL. Baltimore, 24 and 58. Kansas City, 28 and 55. Um, actually, Seattle's fairly respectable, 37 and 50, being in last place in the West. But and then you, look, I'm looking over at the NL, and I mean the lowest team is the Marlins at 32 and 49, and then everybody else is kind of sitting in the middle. It's just it's an interesting um, situation, league by yeah, league. Yeah, and I and I also think nobody in the National League is running away with it either. At one point, Cubs had I think the second best record in the National League. Like they started terrible, they got smoking hot, then they've kind of regressed again. Like I know the Dodgers are good. They they kind of fluctuate. It's just it's interesting that yeah, like you said, have and have nots in the American League, and a lot of a lot of just kind of hanging around pretty goods in the National League, which should in theory make for some good playoff baseball. Yeah, you would you would hope down the stretch here that we're going to get some heated series and and because everybody's got something to play for, right? I mean, and and going into the season. Call me Homer on this one. I thought the NL Central was going to be the best division of baseball, and now you, now you say that many years. Like I'm not saying you say it every year, but you do tend to say that many years. And I think that speaks to the fact that we watch a lot of a lot a lot of uh, National League baseball. But uh, well, I, I would I would I would tend to do agree with you. I mean, it's hard to go against the AL East because the Yankees are always good, the Red Sox are always good, Tampa Bay always reloads. Um, Toronto spends money, but then you throw in, but then you throw in Toronto, Baltimore, there, and that was kind of they were expected to be yeah. down this year. I didn't think Boston was going to repeat what they did. The AL Central, actually, the Twins are coming out of nowhere. I didn't expect them doing what they're doing, and Cleveland, I kind of thought was going to kind of take that division as well. Houston has kind of ran the West for the past, you know, four or five years. Um, the East, I thought the NL East, I thought was going to be fairly competitive, but I thought the central teams were going to be better. And the West, yeah. I thought the Dodgers were just going to run away with it. And they are. So that's why I said the central, I'm actually really disappointed in the NL central. Nobody is. And I, and even if you look at their records yeah. against the other divisions, it's not that good. None of those teams have performed up to what they should have done. Yeah. This year. Um, obviously as a Cubs fan, 
look, I'm happy that they're competing. I love their core. I feel like on paper that they should be the front runners. As a bit of a homer, I will admit that. But I think if you look at what they have, you go, all right, this this should be better than anybody else, at least in the NL Central. And I, I'm not really quite sure what the problem is. I feel part of it is you Darvish not ever being the ace that I think he was brought here to be. Um, but I don't know. It's weird. Sometimes they hit and you're like, why aren't they scoring nine runs a game? You like up and down the lineup, you just should be more than what's going on. How do you feel about how do you feel about your Cardinals so far? Well they hit well well they hit <laughs> unlike the Cardinals who are I I will put on baseball nightly. So I've even got um uh, um uh, a screen like I've got one of those Google screens in the dining room and when we eat dinner I can stream or cast the games to the screen. Um and no family, di- I, I, no family dinner for you, Dad. We're, we're watching the Cardinals. Well, the, all, the whole family watches the Cardinals. I brainwashed them all, so it's fantastic. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, uh, do you want to run down your kid's situation? Not to kind of go off the rails there, but I mentioned mine. You want to throw out yours? Or we just gonna... I've, got, I've got three children. Um, all their names start with K. I'm going to go K1, K2, K3 on that bad boy. Um, <laughs> no, I've got a – I've got a, and they're all going to have a birthday next month too. Um, and so I've got a, I will have a seven-year-old, a four-year-old and a one-year-old and my seven-year-old, I had brainwashed enough into loving baseball. She sat and watched the Yankees Red Sox game this morning. Wow. Nice. If you, um, if you ask my daughter who her favorite baseball team is, she says, I like basketball. So, <laughs> well, I mean, it's taken which a makes me years. So and listen, wrong. I smile with pride when she says that. Look, I love baseball, too. But the fact that she was like, uh, I love basketball uh, and she means pro basketball. Mind you, she wants no part of college. I've worked very hard to make that happen, too. So, well, there. Yeah. I mean, so you've done a little braid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, so um, we. I, it's hard to watch the Cardinals. It's hard for me to watch the Cardinals because I'll give you an example. Friday night, they're they're in San Diego. I love late night baseball games. I don't know why. Um, I feel like I'm the only person watching them. I feel like because everybody else is in bed, and usually right. in the house, I'm in everybody else's in bed, whether it was grown up or now. So I feel like one of like ten people that's watching. I feel like they're playing that game just for me, and um, or even like a uh, an elongated rain delay. And they, you know, they restart the game at 11 or 12. I love watching those games. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching their play in San Diego. And they had the bases loaded with nobody out and did not score. Oh, who's hitting? Who came up? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, Bader was one of them. And I love Bader. Um, to give a little bit more background. So where I live, we have one of the Cardinals affiliates here. And so I've seen the majority of that team come through town from the time they were um, young to where they are now. And so there many of the guys I've seen and Bader's one of my favorite players. And I think my wife has just a tad bit of a crush on him as well. So odd um, that he's then still one of your favorite players. I feel like that's, yeah. that's reason to be like, ah, screw that guy. I don't like him anymore. Uh, I, I could Bader Harrison Bader is like your favorite Jimmy Edmonds to me. Oh, um, God, don't, don't, don't stop. He's, he's, he, but he lacks a little on the offensive side. Defensively, he he could possibly be the best center fielder in baseball. Um, just to what he gets too, but offensively, <coughs> it's so hard. I'm just throwing. I look. Who, who I, got? I, Albert Elmora can cover some ground. Is all I'm saying. You might have some competition. Well, according to defensive runs saved last year, Bader led all of baseball. Well, and I teams. didn't have that number in front of me, so that's not fair. <laughs> I just remembered it. I was going to ah, look it see, up, and I'm like, no, I'm just going to go with we last need our own, We need our own stat boy <laughs> to be able to have somebody in the corner to be like, mm, that's factually inaccurate. Because um, Curmudgeon, are you hearing this? Are you hearing this, Curmudgeon? <laughs> Is that going to be his name going forward? <laughs> no. No, it's well, not going to be his name. Um, just- <laughs> but anyways... <laughs> So what? How much baseball have you watched? Thanks for coming to the podcast. Prepared? Yeah. Uh, listen, here's kind of the deal: is it's often after dinner, uh, the kid knows no more of her TV shows, it basically just to kind of get her to start winding down. So that's sure. that's generally when 
basketball when it's in season is on or balls on. So it's it's on in the background pretty much every night, unless obviously they they have a day game. Um, but yeah, it's it's on in the background. Um, generally, obviously, it's the Cubs, but I will. Uh, I'm a big MLB Network guy uh, in season, obviously. I, and, and by the and, way, they do a fantastic job of showcasing the majority of the games. I think um, their whip around shows are phenomenal. Yeah, and uh, I, I feel like there's a bit of a, a looseness to the group of guys um, that are you know in studio that I really like. I don't ever feel like. I mean, obviously, they're taking it seriously, but I feel like there's a bit of. Uh, we're going to have fun with this too. And I love that. Well, um, they're Carol- fans too, right? right? I mean, that they come, they come across as being fan like, which yeah. is awesome. Uh, do you give a little bit of that credit maybe to, uh, the NBA guys, the, uh, uh, Chuck, uh, the TNT Kenny guys. and, and, and Shaq, you know, I feel like, I feel like they were personalities, but also are fans. And <laughs> I love Barkley. He's wrong a lot, which sometimes makes it funny. Um, but I feel like those guys kind of helped at least usher that in a little bit where you're not just an analyst. You're also uh, a fan of the game. And I love that. I think it makes them feel more like us as far as, you know, what they're bringing to the table. They're kind of showing their love for the game. And I love it. Absolutely. Um, so what do you got? What do you expect out of the second half? Just from your limited knowledge of what's going on. Thank you. Limited. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I do expect the Cubs to win the division. I probably, I mean, do do the Cubs trade for somebody? No, I don't think so. I I think Stan Pat. I right. I think picking up the the closer is is huge. Um, that was a good move. Yes. I don't know about the contract if that was a good well, move, but at least for this right, year. But I think it's it one of move. those things where you're playing to win now, so so you overpay to try and to get yourself to a championship again. Okay, but you're but win now is also within because they're. I mean, realistically, they're 2021 deadline, right? So win now also includes next year too, right? And he's under contract for next year, so and the well, year after. I mean, that's fine. So uh, you know, I think you overpay to te- when you're when you're as close as the Cubs think that they are, which I tend to agree with. But when you're as close as they think that they are, you overpay a little bit in the hopes that it'll get you over the hump. Look, and, that, and I have no problem with that. Right. Um, does, does it hurt to see Glaber Torres be amazing for the Yankees? Well, it doesn't hurt me because I also root for the Yankees, but as a Cubs fan, you're like, Oh man, we gave that up as part of Chapman, but I don't have Chapman. The Cubs, hey, I, you know, the Cubs I've don't always, win that. I've been on record. The Chapman deal, you got the ring. It's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you pay for the ring. If you get the ring, it, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Second half, you think they stand pat then? I do. And they just uh, – and you and you expect them to kind of still tread water? Yeah, or I don't – I mean, or, I, you know, obviously I'd like to see them get hot. I'd like to think they'll get hot. I I feel like they're probably – they cap out about where they did last year, which is maybe the NLCS. Um, it's just you, – you know, like we talked about just a little bit ago, the, nobody's running away with the National League, so you, you hope that maybe – you know, maybe you kind of scoot through in that right. in that regard, but I, I don't know who you trade because they're you know, I, they're they're depleted down below, right? Right, and like what? What are you gonna look? Jason Hayward's having the best year he's had in a while, but nobody's still going to take the rest of that contract. Um, I still think you'd be selling low on Schwarber. I nobody wants to touch Russell. Um, the guys that you could like conceivably trade you're not going to get back what you need in my opinion. Sure. Okay. So you're expecting them to be, so I'm looking at the standings right now. They're 95 or 45 and 39. So you're expecting them to end about 90 wins. Yeah. And I think that seems about right. Okay. Um, Milwaukee. Do, are, I, I keep reading things that they're looking to get a starter. They could make a run. Um, at St. Louis. I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. They got to start. They how much did you have... give? How much did you give Carpenter? Um, two years. Was it only two? All right. It was, it was only it was only a two year extension. He was on a club option, and so I think they picked up the option and gave him one more year. I think that's because he's that not doing anything like he, what he was doing last year, right? 
No, 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 no. In fact, no, he's not. Um, in fact, uh, nobody. I'm telling you, nobody on that team is heading. <laughs> how's uh, How's Fowler doing for you? Fowler's actually well. He's doing better than well, last year. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Good. Listen, I root for Dexter Fowler. Um, you know, he was a big part of that championship team. And I, some, somewhere in my heart, I believe he's sabotaging you on purpose. And I can't thank him enough for that. <laughs> well, his stat line right now, he's got a 243 average, 346 on base, and a 741 OPS. He has eight home runs. Um, as a fourth outfielder, that'd be fine. But he's starting at times. <laughs> yeah. And you don't want to pay your fourth outfielder what you're paying him. So maybe not. Um, I literally don't know what they're going to do because uh, Ozuna is on the IL now because um, he broke his fingers uh, last night or the night before. And I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I, I I want to believe that if they start hitting like everyone on that team should be hitting, then they'll be good and they'll start winning games. As of right now, they're down 2 nothing to San Diego again. Uh, I just saw that score. So, I mean, Goldschmidt should be better than what he is. Uh, Carpenter should be better than what he is. So, I don't know. I think uh, if they don't, I think Moselak's a little bit in trouble with St. Louis. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I will obviously defer to your opinion there as you're following them way more than I am. Uh, seems, seems right. Uh, third place? Is that, is that realistically where you see the finishing? Uh, you know what? I I could realistically see them finishing any, anywhere from fourth to first, depending okay. on but what it, how it goes. Realistically, no, I'm, where I'm do you, if I'm, I'm asking you to make a call, realistically, I just told you I think the Cubs top out in the NLCS. Realistically, what are the, are the Cardinals going to do this year? Re- I mean, uh, I'm really down on them right now. So realistically, right now I'm saying fourth place. Okay, so I'm actually more hopeful than you are because uh, I have them at third. <laughs> well, you're you're discounting the Reds, and yeah. the Reds have been yeah just because they keep beating the Cubs. Like- I don't understand how this is happening. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Every team has their kryptonite. Yeah, and apparently okay. it's the Reds, man. It's Puig, okay? It's Puig. It's- <laughs> he, he's so funny. Like, I know people get mad at him. Like, I don't care. Doing all his weird stuff and getting mad when he gets hit. I, like, I really don't care. It's fine. Just just be weird. Just be Puig. Thank you. <laughs> like, just do your thing. I'm on board. Have you seen any of the All-Star teams? Do you know anything about the All-Star teams? Uh, very little. Thank you for pointing that out. No <laughs> research done. Excellent. I'll tell you the AL... I'll tell you the AL team role right now. Sanchez, Gary Sanchez, Carlos Santana, DJ LeMahieu, Jorge Polanca, Alex Bregman, Mike Trout, George Springer, Michael Brantley, and Hunter Pence for the AL. The NL is Wilson Contreras, Freddie Freeman, Cattell Marte, Javier Baez, Nolan Arenado, Christian Yelich, Cody Bellinger, and Ronald. Is it Ronald? Acuna yeah, Jr. Sure. Um, so what stands out to me, obviously, I love the Cubs in there. I feel like you were down on Javi a couple of years ago, so I just got to rub that back in your face a little bit. Um, um, I still think it's not going to continue, but continue. It, it's sort of he's in his prime right now, and I, that's yeah. okay. All right. He's not in his prime. He's a kid. God. Here's the thing. All right, and, and okay, you realize Rizzo's 30 this year, right? Yes. I'm a, b- okay. Why did Rizzo come okay, up? We're but- not talking about Rizzo. I understand, but my overall point is many Cub fans are like, oh, these are such kids. No, they've been in the majors for going on four or five years now. They're not kids anymore. They are what they are. And right now, our, um, Javi's 26. Sorry, I had, I had to look. Javi's 26. Okay. Yeah, 26 or going to be 27. He'll be 27 year. in December. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's prime. That's prime of a. I think that's, that's career, entering right? for most players. We're like we're we're discounting Mike Trout's and Ken Griffey's. Most people mid twenties to late twenties, I would say, is where it kind of kicks off. Yeah. So right there, right in his prime, he's entering his prime. I. I that's what it is. I, I'm glad he's doing well, um, because he's fun to watch, but. I don't. I'm not glad <laughs> he fair. does well That's against fair. Cardinals. That's fair. <laughs> um, 
But we'll. I mean, we'll see. I I'm just super down on the Cardinals right now. I they're in a funk, and I don't know where it's going in terms of the overall league. The I don't know how the Dodgers keep doing it year in year out, because um, they keep losing people and they keep just bringing up the next dude. And I just kind of want to be like, because at least the Cubs guys have been year in and year out for the past four years. It's basically the same guys, right? Yep. Whereas the Dodgers, it's different guys. And you just want to say, what is going on over there? Yeah. I just don't know. I mean, the pitching helps. And I feel like the pitching has been mostly stable, although Grinke's not there. But I feel like the pitching can kind of help, especially, you know, obviously with Kershaw, who's not all caps great Kershaw anymore. or just doesn't appear that way, but he's still excellent Kershaw. And I think that is obviously a big, a big proponent of that. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, it's just they have the best record in baseball right now. I did know that. So thanks again for that one. They are tied with the Yankees for the best record in baseball right now. You might get a might get a little L.A. New York World Series. Yeah, yeah. Cubs will sneak in there. Cubs are going to sneak in there. You keep dreaming, buddy. (laughs) Here we go. Like question, right. question. Oh, like did that. you air yeah. drum while that was going? Oh, did I not. I sure did. I, will, I sure did. <laughs> it's a nice little yeah, funky loop, isn't it? <laughs> um, Thursday, Thursday. Um, all right, so we're gonna get into a WWE talk here real quick. Uh, oh, okay. All right, I brought my alley. Thursday. Uh, for those of you not accustomed to WWE talk, uh, the WWE has been in a little trouble recently with their uh, TV ratings and are trying to boost the ratings. And what they have done is they have brought back a couple guys from the late 90s era of wrestling to oversee uh, their shows. One, they, and uh, Paul Heyman's going to oversee Raw. Is that correct? That is correct. And then. Uh, Eric Bischoff is going to oversee SmackDown, which is I saw this news and I was I was a little stunned myself. Yeah, yeah. My my first thought was, is this supposed to be an on air thing? And allegedly, it is not. That this is a legitimate thing. Um, they're not just coming back to be TV figureheads. Uh, I am super excited about it. I, I think. I'm not a WWE hater. I'm not one of those people who eh, WWE like I think at heart, especially with people of our age, we all grew up as WWE guys, you know, Hogan, Warrior, Savage, you know, then Brett, Sean, you know, you know, Austin Rock, you know, we all want in our heart WWE to do well. We want it to be good. And I think the reason some of us get so angry or so upset about what's going on right now is because you remember those eras that were so good and it's not there right now. And it's, it's not for lack of talent. I have been on record of saying they actually have too much. I think the problem right now is they have so many guys that are so good that they're afraid to to make anybody look bad. So what you have is a lot of very, uh, inconsistent booking. Well, this guy's won a few matches in a row. It doesn't matter if he loses. We'll have him lose in a way that doesn't make any sense. Or, you know, this guy's lost a bunch. Oh, man, we need to have him win a couple. But nobody ever gets up too high and nobody ever goes down too low because I think they're afraid to make anybody look bad. Um, You know, I think when you think about, you know, the 80s, there's clearly an established pecking order. You think about the Attitude Era, there's clearly, you know, as, as many stars as there were, you know, obviously it's Rock and Austin, and then you have you've got you know Taker so, and all those guys right below it. I know. I know. Sure. Not to interrupt, but what? So what? So for me, from my perspective, I I have not watched wrestling in years. That's but that's, these names actually stuck out to me. That's why I brought it up. Was that uh, how? What are these guys going to do that could change? And, and my in my opinion, I I was always more glued to when they had surprises or exciting things happen that you didn't expect enough that'll get uh, obtain that crossover appeal. Am I? And I know that doesn't appeal to the quote unquote traditional wrestling fan, but I clearly they're trying to aim than a, a bigger audience. Sure, than that. I, I'm going to speak to the surprise thing first, and that's 
man, surprises are so hard now because everybody's on the internet, you know, and even if Correct. you specifically aren't, people you know are and people you will talk to, man, it's so hard to have, you know, I think it was a couple of years ago, the Hardys came back at WrestleMania and it was a moment because literally nobody knew about it and it was a huge deal, but those are hard to pull off. I mean, you've got people in airports taking pictures of Jericho when he shows up in places, you know, and right. he's trying to like, man, surprises are so hard. I, as far as what I think this move, as far as Bischoff and Heyman will do is, what I'm hoping is that it might establish a bit of a backstage pecking order. Um, maybe look, everybody knows Paul is a bit of a creative genius. Look, I drank the Kool-Aid when it comes to ECW. It was a thing for me. I love it. I, he was great at highlighting the positives and, 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 you know, hiding the negatives. I think, He's a great creative person, and I think that will help. I think Bischoff is very much a a TV guy who happens to dabble in wrestling, which will, in theory, give SmackDown a much different look. We all know all of this is only going to go as far as Vince McMahon allows it. Vince is the guy. Yeah, that's that's the other question I was going to – I mean, with Vince um, being – for better or worse, an egomaniac, but he's <laughs> he's produced, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. Does does he actually see? Has he actually looked in the mirror and say, "Well, I need help here," or is it more of he does have his XFL league coming back, or does he just feel like he has too much on his plate at the time? I don't know. Right. That's kind of and and I don't, you know, all of those seem like accurate speculations. I got a hard time believing that Vince doesn't think he can do it all himself. But, you know, time, you know, time catches up to everybody. Obviously, he dumped a ton of money into the XFL. And I think he... he his, his own money, by the way, not company's money. His right? own money. And I do not think he's interested in seeing that go over for 2. <laughs> um, you, know, you know, seriously. So I think, I think at some point you have to go... Well, I can't have my hand in everything. And I hope for his sake and for Raw and SmackDown's sake that he backs off a little bit um, and lets lets these guys run. Um, kind of like it appears he has done with NXT, which is run by Triple H, if you're not aware. If you don't watch NXT, you should. It's the best WWE product by a wide margin. And... Uh, I, probably because it doesn't run into a lot of the problems that Raw and SmackDown do. Sure. I mean, I've never watched it, but no. from what I've seen and read on the internet, it's by far the most popular in terms of it's correct me if I'm wrong, mainly younger guys trying to more make a name for themselves. And uh, the, the, the athleticism is a little better. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, but I think, first of all, do you have the WWE network? I do not. Okay, I was going to say, if you do and you're not watching NXT, we were going to have a real serious conversation here. <laughs> but I think more than the athleticism is there is a bit of looseness and a much more grounded sense of things. So the stories are, and you can hear podcasts with uh, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, uh, and everybody else saying that backstage in WWE you're given you know scripted promos and this and that the other and you have to you know it's all very micromanaged whereas NXT at least as far as I can tell is much more the way you think of the Attitude Era the 80s which is here's what we're trying to advance here's what we want go make that happen and so you get a lot more of that person or at least that person's character and I feel like it it shines more that way well well, I guess I guess I'm coming back to the exciting effect of uh, wrestling, and from the and and more improv and and things like that. Is am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you hear people like Jericho talk about when he interrupted The Rock. You know that the the, the millennial countdown thing, and how you know if he succeeded, it was on him, and if he failed, it was also on him. But it was his words, and it was his chance to shine. I think the NXT guys get a chance to do that. Whereas I think the guys on the quote unquote main roster don't as sure. much. 
Okay. And so I think that's why NXT seems to speak to people like me more because I think you have much more of, of that kind of organic feeling than you do on the main roster. Do you see these, uh, the guys coming in utilizing more aspects of that on the shows? God, I hope so. I, you know, I hope so. I, to me, I think certainly with Paul, he is going to say, you know, do your thing. What's your thing? How do we, how do we make it in a way that Vince will like it? Sure. Cause I, Ultimately, your audience is is your number one audience member anyways, Vince McMahon. So, you know, I think Paul will say, hey, what's your thing? How do we make this a thing that will appeal to Vince? But with that personal kind of touch that, a, that you know, a talent is allowed to express. Uh, I'm interested to see what Bischoff does. I, I think Bischoff might similarly be hands off. But... Uh, I don't respect Bischoff as much as I do Heyman. Like I, I you know, I mean that's 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 just a that's just a thing. That that's that's your personal bias coming that, in yeah, right there. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Um, absolutely, but I do think having listened to Bischoff now, he seems to be much more in tune with what he should be doing and the flaws of the initial of some of the downfall of WCW. I think he's willing to kind of take the heat for sure. some of that, which makes me think sure. that hopefully uh, that will continue and, uh, or that he will kind of fix that up. My hope. Okay. All right. Moving on. All right. (laughs) Did you air drum during that? Well, no, but I I may have been strumming and and or making a Beavis and Butthead. Oh, oh, you're you're right. I I messed that up. I I was going to ask if you air guitar. Yeah. I mean, I didn't hear a whole lot of drums in there. So, no. (laughs) Totally messed up. That's why this is the pilot podcast. Um, so we, I've, as you talked about earlier, we are, uh, broadcasting or not broadcasting. We are recording this, uh, the, one of the slowest periods in sports, uh, coming forward. We do, however, quickly, we can talk, talk about the free NBA free agency. And I really didn't think the Lakers are going to pull it off, but it appears they have, right? Have uh, what? No, listen, I'm not, I'm not sold. I Let's mean, see. Look, it's this a uh, first of all they gave away almost all their talent second of all i don't know what they did to convince anthony davis to not take four million dollars on his trade kicker to make an extra slot um yeah if he wants to hand that over i'm fine right, with it i'll right, take yeah it. thanks um i mean at some point lebron's got to start coming down right like it has to happen like he, they, they i mean i know they only have three people on their team right now but they're going to get Apparently, are the front runners for Kawhi from the last thing I saw. And then, but they're also talking. And you know what? We might as well just look. This segment is going to sound much different next week because I assume a lot of the dominoes are going to fall between now and then. But <laughs> I mean, there's also talk that Kawhi and Kevin Durant are either going to go to the Knicks or the Clippers. I, I have not read that. That's, that's a big that, one floating around. I, would, I, would. I don't think. I think the Lakers strike out on a third. I don't think they get a third. Um, and I think they scramble to try and find players that want to play around them. Um, I, I mean, I don't see them as a front runner for the championship because they don't have anybody right now. I mean, yes, they have two of the top five to ten talents in the NBA, but valid. But I, I don't see that. I, I personally look. I don't know anything about Kawhi because nobody knows anything about Kawhi. Uh, I, Right. My gut tells me he he pulls a LeBron in Cleveland and starts doing the one and ones. I like I don't see how you don't run it back one more year, and then and then you can just bail if it doesn't go well, sure. or if you win another one, then you just keep sticking around a year at a time. I I I don't I don't. <laughs> Here's uh, well how, okay well since there is not really any games going on, how does this affect the overall perception of the league? 
Good question. I I don't know. So <sighs> as we'll introduce it, I'm I'm familiar with the NBA. I will watch the NBA, but I am not an NBA guy, so to speak. I like basketball. I watch basketball. I watch NBA. I watch college. I watch a lot of high school basketball um, where I teach, uh, but I'm not in tune with the NBA as you are. So, I, and I'm an outsider yeah, and, on this. You know, and as an outsider, I feel like the NBA kind of apexed the popularity maybe two years ago, right when they signed that contract, that new TV deal, mm-hmm. which they got a ton of money yep. for. And now they're just kind of mm, slowly plateauing or or the popularity is reducing just the I would I would say that's probably accurate. I I still think they're firmly the number two as far as any kind of measurable thing to the NFL, as far as the big sports. Um, but I think as far as the perception of the league, I mean, everybody just assumed the Warriors were going to win last year, right? Correct. I mean, we, sp- we spent a whole season going, well, I mean, obviously the Warriors are going to win, right? And yeah, they probably should have if they didn't get hurt. But I mean, that's that's sports. It's basketball. People get hurt. Things go wrong. Um, so that's why we watch the games. Is yeah, right? absolutely. So exactly watch. my point is that whatever the perception is isn't necessarily correct, and it doesn't mean that it's not going to change in you know ten minutes anyway. I I think everybody is trying to gear up, assuming that the Warriors absolutely will not be there next year. Um, so, you know, if you look back on it and I feel like we can do a whole hour on this time if you want to, I like, I think at some point you could look back and see during any era, there's a handful of teams that are really competitive for really competing for a championship. Sure. You know, I don't think that's changed. I think people's idea about it has changed. But I mean, look, in the 80s, it was, you know, the Lakers and the Celtics. In the 90s, it was the Bulls when they were healthy, you know, with some sprinkling and some Houston and some San Antonio. You know, right. there's there's always a handful of teams that are upper echelon, if you will. And then the rest can either be good or bad. But I, it's, it's just the way it is. So I, I think, you know, I, I think some stars are going to want it. It looks like Kyrie's going to Brooklyn. And so, you know, I, I, I presume that makes them better question mark. <laughs> um, but well, how about we do this? How about we'll, we'll, we'll table this for next week and see where the dominoes fall. Then I agree. I think that's a good idea because anything else is just kind of guessing at this All point. Right. What'd you, what'd you think about that loop? I'm all right with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm it's on board. I do, I do a little air guitar to that one as well. <laughs> all right. What do we, what do we got coming up this week? I, mean, I got 4th of July this week, right? 4th of July. Right. So you know, obviously uh, this is at least for my family, it is a big deal. Fireworks. Um, the kid got to go for the first time last year. She loved it. I was a little shocked, not just because, they're loud, but because they didn't start until way past your bedtime, but she was a trooper and she's been talking about it. So, uh, that'll be, that'll be a good time. Everybody kind of gets together in our family for that. So it should be a good event. What about you? We, I know you've got some people that don't love fireworks in your family. Yeah, we, we have some of those. Uh, my wife absolutely hates fireworks and it's, it's sorry if I called you out there. No, I was going to bring it up. Um, so this, so Fourth of July is a little bit of a dead week for us, so to speak, uh, <laughs> as well. Um, it's also a dead week coaching for me, so I don't have any coaching uh, activities coming up this week. Uh, so we are going to uh, a water park Thursday on the Fourth of July, and then we usually spend the night of Fourth of July. Actually, we we will go watch fireworks, but. Uh, we will sit in the car with the music on and the air conditioner blaring, and we're watching them from about mm, two miles away. And then uh, we s- tend to uh, camp out in our basement with the TV blaring, so we don't hear any of the fireworks around <laughs> the neighborhood. But they've been they've been firing them off for the past three weeks around my neighborhood. Yeah, so. I feel like we've been having some go off every night too. So I get it. Um, you know, look. That's a good plan. You work around what you got. If that's if that's what you got to do, you got to do. Um, what about the rest of the girls? They they a fan? Are they interested? Uh, do they care one way or the other? 
the old the oldest loves it. Obviously, the uh, the youngest one has not experienced them yeah. yet. So we'll see how that goes. Um, well, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, uh, but on July Fourth, I'm not going to lie. It's it's one of my favorite guilty pleasure sporting events to watch. Is the hot dog eating contest? <laughs> Do you really watch it? And, uh, I, yeah, man, I am stoked to watch that 30 for 30. Uh, I think it's on uh, uh, Joey Chestnut, um, Joey yeah. Chestnut and Kobayashi. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think those guys are brilliant. <laughs> that, that, that guy who, who stands up there and is the carnival barker, so to speak for, for Nathan's is fantastic. And then the, uh, the announcers get so into it. I, I can't stop, but laugh, but I, I love it so much. It's like my reality show. All right. I don't watch any reality shows, but I will watch the hot dog eating contest because those broadcasters sell it so much and they've got stats to dogs eating per minute. You know, right. like how can you not love that? Just All right. the show they put on. I got two questions for you. Yeah. One ballpark <laughs> ballpark. Uh, how many does Joey chestnut eat? Wait, 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 wait. Say that again. Say that again. ballpark. Thank you. Great. Um, how many does he eat? In a, is it is it in an ten minutes, in, a, ten minutes. in an hour? How long? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Okay. How many does well, he what's eat? What's the record? I think the record's seventy-two, right? Okay. So then my next question is: Right now, how many could you eat in ten oh, minutes? Oh God. <laughs> um, I have you have you ever been in a hot dog eating contest? No, no, I've not. I have. It is not easy. I believe. Look, right, dunking all that stuff in water. That that does not sound appealing to me. Yeah, it is I not do. easy. I think I the most I've ever eaten was maybe like six. Ooh, okay. And, That's, and I look, wanted to puke then. I was gonna say, did you puke? I did not. I kept it in. Well, probably should have. Would have been better. Have, so, have you ever been in any sort of eating contest? I don't think so. Um, not that those are the best things to get involved in. Right. Either. You know, <laughs> like, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing that I haven't. I don't think I have. I have. I did once lose a football game uh, at a college and have to chug four beers in 10 minutes. You may recall that incident. Uh, well, 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 oh, come on now. Well, well, I hit a button. <laughs> right in the middle of my story. <laughs> it's my bad. So you were. I believe you and I, know, I right? were challenged by a friend uh, at. Uh, uh, I think it was foosball, and uh, I the, the the loss was four beers in ten minutes. Which, oh, sorry. oh man, you're that's ten years ago. You're bringing that up. Well, it's a look. That was my challenge. To be yeah. fair, I did succeed, and then immediately threw it back up. So, <laughs> uh, sorry, well, Dad, I, if you're listening. I I won the race. All right. <laughs> well, that's a different time, and no, you didn't. No, oh. you didn't. No, you didn't. Oh, I, I, I should have. What, what time are you talking about? Well, that the, the four beers in 10 minutes was at ISU. Um, and then oh. the one that you're talking oh, about yeah, is yeah, the bags yeah, yeah. contest that we also lost yeah, to the same yeah. person. And then he made us run around the block. And whoever lost had to do like 100 push-ups or something. And you got right in front of your house around the block. And you were way ahead of me. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, All right, we're then, yeah, 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 and then, that's yeah. Not and then I and then I, I, I just <laughs> slid past you to win. So <laughs> slow and slow and steady <laughs> ran or won that race for me. Yes, yeah. yes, the tortoise yeah. one. Uh, how uh, did God. we get on uh, the hot dogs? Yeah, thank you. Um, Joey, yes. So I will. Yes, I will probably watch that this week. Um, sports wise, God, I'm going to keep watching the Cardinals and hoping and praying they can hit. <laughs> Nice. Uh, you got any uh, kid stories? You know, it is Dad Gab. You got anything you uh, want to throw out? I got one. I look. I'm put you. I put you. I put you on the spot here. I feel like this should kind of be a go home in wrestling terms. But I got one uh, in case you're interested. Yeah, so um, I think it was last Saturday, maybe. Uh, even I fell asleep on the couch watching something. It was nap time or whatever. And sometimes it's the best way to get her to nap. Um, and I woke up and I had MLB Network on there. And uh, they were playing Sandlot. Nice. And, uh, right? And, uh, you know, she's just kind of like, she didn't immediately ask to turn one of her own things on. And uh, it started the scene where he's trying to learn how to play catch with Dennis Leary. And, you know, takes the ball off the face. And uh, 
And then, you know, right after that, he's in the outfield and, uh, you know, please catch it, please catch it. And uh, he does. And, and she looked at me and she said, I want to watch this. And she sat down and watched the rest of the thing. She stayed up late. We let her up past her bedtime just to watch all of it. Um, and like, it's just a great moment to watch my kid who, again, if you ask her her favorite baseball team, she loves basketball <laughs> to, uh, to enjoy the sandlot. That's um, awesome. And she, and she's been walking around and now, now we have it on DVD. Yes. Physical media. And, uh, mm-hmm. she's been watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. She's been watching it pretty much on repeat since, and she'll walk around and she said, it's not an option. Smalls forget about it. Or she'll say, Forever, and she's been quoting the movie pretty much nonstop, and uh, it's just very proud dad moment there. Nice, yeah. Um, I so I'm gonna piggyback off that. Uh, so we're I'm always so I got a seven year old, or she will be seven, and she is very smart and precocious and acts way above her age a lot of times in terms of her uh, demeanor and things of that nature. Um, but I try to make sure, you know, she stays, but then that seven year old sure. mind frame because, because you only live through childhood once. Um, but movies. So I'm always trying to introduce her to new movies like that. And we, she's watched say a lot, little giants. Like basically we started watching <laughs> the mighty ducks this nice, week. Nice. Um, and I, we, and we, we were sat down to watch TV the other night and I pulled up a website of like 84 movies for your child to watch. And I was like, okay. okay. And I'm scrolling through and I must be a great parent because there were maybe 10 movies on the <laughs> list. She has not watched. Well, congratulations. <laughs> nice. But nice. she, she still loves the mighty ducks. I'm not sorry. Not the mighty ducks. Stay unlocked. Uh, she will ask to watch that as well. Nice. I think that's a great kids intro movie to sports movies myself but yep uh, absolutely and my my story revolves on she we've kind of yeah and not that we ever wanted to but she's been introduced to some soda lately and uh and uh so she we were at the grocery store the other day and she now she wants a root beer float and has been asking about <laughs> to have root beer floats um all day long and in fact, after this podcast, we're going to go have root beer floats. Okay, good, good. <laughs> All right. Uh, hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, we're going to work out some of the kinks as we go forward. Um, we're try- we went a little long today, trying to keep this about an hour. Um, and then we'll continue on. So from us to you, thanks for listening. Uh, dadgab.podbean.com. Uh, there's our website. I'll throw it out on Twitter and You got anything else before we go home? Nope. I feel good about it. All right, man. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll hopefully we'll have you a new download for next week. All right. See you guys.